You are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed. And I am Mac Iverson. Hate speech has been entirely fabricated by people who want to control speech. Controlling speech means controlling thoughts. It's for those who love censorship. It's an ancient gimmick. Kings and rulers throughout the centuries have always tortured and murdered those who threaten their political power. So using the excuse of, of needing to stifle so-called hate speech is their new and improved way of being kinder and gentler in their application of being a tyrant. If they could get away with being far more brutal to control speech and thought, they would do it. But being woke is a safer, better way without being overtly cruel and brutal, so they think. Therefore... The only way out of this PC woke tyrannical mess is to simply do frontal attacks against them because they are all about flanking maneuvers and deception, being entirely dishonest in other words. Frontal attacks against restrictions on speech is what the woke fear most. They simply can't handle direct honest debate about any of the crucial issues that America is facing. Dodging serious thinking and demonizing truth and common sense is precisely how these woke, sick jokes were able to advance as far as they have. So again, honest, even hateful, sounding speech is the best way to destroy the woke. It sheds a light on them, and they scatter like the cockroaches that they are. Here are the rules of the woke, sick joke. I don't call them just woke anymore. You can say queer, for example. That's still PC. But you can't say faggot. That begs the obvious question, why is queer good and fag bad? The word queer is okay because a small group of homosexual elites decided a few decades ago that it was okay. But faggot is still not okay. Will that change in a few decades? Who knows and who cares? So if someone slips up, they, if they were honest, would apologize this way. I'm sorry I called all you queers fag. I meant to call you queers queers, not faggots. So my humble apologies. Sincerely, Horace the homophobe. Who makes up these stupid ass-sounding PC rules? Another question that is one trillion times more relevant is, how in the world did we ever get hornswoggled into obeying these stupid-ass PC rules? Doesn't that make us a trillion times more stupid and gullible than even they are? At least some of them are smart enough to realize they're using us and playing us like a cheap violin. Same is true with people of color. Oops, I'm sorry, I meant to say colored people. Um, I think I got that right. In the 1990s, they suddenly decided that we can no longer say nigger They decided, for me, what I can say? That's evil acceptance of tyranny. What are they going to say next? What we can think. This is not a small deal. This is a big deal. A very big deal. The rules of the woke-sick joke for addressing black people are, they should be called African Americans, even though they're not from Africa, but we should honor the continent and people that first sold them into slavery for some baubles. And we must never call them niggers. Now, if you're black and you call another black a nigger, as long as you don't say er at the end, because that er sound at the end is is obviously extremely offensive, that too is frowned upon, but just as long as it's two niggers talking trash and having fun, it's still somewhat acceptable. But if you're white, you better not say any of that 
if you know what's good for you. They say nigger is too casual and therefore insulting, but nigga is even more casual, but not as bad. So then they said, let's just do away with Negro altogether and use African American. But Caucasian doesn't sound racist at all, so we can still use that. To sum up, the woke PC police are arbitrarily deciding for you what you can and cannot say with no rhyme or reason. Let me repeat that. They're deciding for you what you can say with no rhyme or reason. That is the essence of tyrannical political correctness. Are you hearing me? Are you getting this? These woke police sound really stupid. So when we dutifully obey their ever-shifting woke rules, who's acting like a slave stuck on a plantation now? It's us, and that's what they want. Never-ending mental slavery for everyone, especially white folks, because we tend to vote conservative. Aha. So, if your skin pigmentation is just right, it can pass the stink test of the woke, sick joke, and then you can say some of those things and still get away with it. They may frown upon it, but you can still say it with a wink and a smile. But if your skin is just one or two shades too light to be called a person of color, then you can't say any of this. If you do, then you're obviously an evil racist who deserves to burn in hell for eternity. So the biggest complainers of judging by color are the ones who are most guilty of judging by color. Are you getting this? The bottom line, only really, really stupid people and the biggest hypocrites are woke. Here's your proof. Even if you really slow down and you try to explain all this to them, most of them still can't understand it. Seriously, the woke aren't bright people. They've been woke-washed. You know what all these PC manipulations for the simple-minded remind me of? A cat playing with a mouse just before the cat bites its head off. It's like a demon cat saying to itself, Meow! See how much I can degrade and debase this stupid mouse before I finally kill it? Meow! How weak and stupid I can actually make it before I finally bite off its head and end its pitiful suffering? Meow! That's entertainment for these woke demon cat, demon rat Democrats. They want to see how many knots we can twist ourselves into to avoid being called a bigot or whatever. It's this objective clinical discussion that really drives these PC morons crazy because they don't want any evidence of how stupid and twisted they are, hence all their cries for censorship. Vigorously exercising your freedom of speech, dear listener, is the only thing that will save America, and I mean that. That's precisely the reason why I say the things I do and also how I say them. You can't just listen to this podcast. You have to talk and write and blog and email and text your freedom. No one should ever be left guessing where you stand in life. For my new listeners, I need to explain myself. They may say, wow, Max sounds kind of harsh. 
Did you hear what that racist brute Mac Iverson said? As bad as the previous kind of comedy bit may sound, I'm not playing the PC game. I refuse because that is all a cover for totalitarian evil. That's 100% why PC and Woke came about in the first place. You mustn't play that game either. I know the history of these tricksters. It's history repeating itself. We conservatives are the new Jews. What am I really doing here? Desensitizing everyone to nastiness? No, I'm trying to get the woke to lighten up and laugh at themselves. The woke are funny, goofy, funny, and really weird people. Truly they are. Their extreme short-sighted Jedi mind tricks should not be hypnotizing us. Many so-called conservatives have also bought into this extremely stupid idea. There's no such thing as hate speech. There should be no qualifying or modifying pejoratives against free speech at all. Only pejoratives against stupid ideas. Never for speech. There is no stupid speech. Only stupid ideas. All speech is game for discussion. Why the distinction? Because speech is debatable. Ideas without speech or the give and take from others are not debatable. And of course, writing is speech too. It would be asinine to say all ideas are good or all ideas are bad. Clearly not. Society could descend into hell overnight based on just one really bad idea. Therefore, all speech is okay. Again, because any one idea can be countered by another and it's out in the open. Uncommunicated thoughts or ideas can be clouded in a nefarious fog until brought out into the open, disinfecting sunlight through writing or speech. Now, am I overanalyzing this? Of course. But I'm demonstrating absurdity by being absurd. This is ridiculous because the woke just made it all up. But we're the ones quaking in our sissy boots over it, contorting ourselves into crazy pretzels to try and show these flaming airheads that we are okay? When they're the a-holes, and this woke garbage proves it. And we all know it. And they know it too. They just lie about all of it. Something I really enjoy is when comedians like Richard Pryor make fun of white people. And I am white. And I really enjoy that. Uh, because I can laugh at myself. And I'm kind of like that. And I think that's funny. I think I'm funny. The woke will laugh at white people too, but it's based on derision. Not that they think it's funny. It's derisive humor because many of them uh, claim to hate white people. I don't even think that it's organic. I think that's just based on brainwashing, that they, they really don't have problems with white people. They just have problems with their low intelligence. And it's not even really that. It has more to do with the fact that they have been woke-washed. As simple as that. In a related vein, even more nefarious than so-called hate speech are so-called hate crimes because this now makes thought criminal. The First Amendment is not protected in America anymore. We hear all the time stories of people who lose their jobs or entire careers are destroyed for simply expressing their constitutionally protected speech. Many were destroyed because they expressed good, sound thoughts along with the mildest of moral rebuking of what they believed were stupid ideas, and they got fired as a result. Oprah Winfrey made railings against hate speech fashionable, 
by showcasing circus freaks, many of them, and putting them on pedestals on her stupid TV show and telling the entire world how beautiful they all are, even when they're just really weird people at best. Americans and the world began to become hypnotized by this weirdness, so many identified with them, and so instead of looking at the nobility of rarefied and developed character attributes, the way Americans grew up emulating in the first half of the 20th century, now the world watched Oprah and thought to themselves, huh, well I'm kind of weird and dysfunctional like that myself. So how bad can I be if this knucklehead on Oprah is being portrayed as someone good. So that's when America and the entire world started to flip. It's no longer let me be the best I can be by studying the very best role models and working really hard, but rather I can feel good about myself because I may be a loser, but look at how wonderful I look compared to those circus freaks on Oprah. I am obviously being very honest here, probably too honest for most people. Criminals love to silence their critics. If they're not silenced, their criminal activities can be quickly exposed, and then it will be all over for them very quickly. Just look at uh, the history of Joseph Stalin, for example. That's why the dirtiest lowlife on earth and their low-intelligence henchmen always give lip service to the dangers of hateful speech. It's the philosophy of dangerous control freaks. This is the shell game that George the Gangsta Soros plays religiously. If you criticize his communist fascist ideas, he always automatically accuses you of being anti-Semitic. I'm sorry, but what does that have to do with the price of strawberries in Russia? Absolutely nothing. But he's such a simple-minded fool if he believes his own tribe, and I'm certain he doesn't. But many of his followers are that simple-minded. He's just playing to his useful idiot base of bought-off Soros groupies. But if that's his best argument, then he really is desperate. No wonder he has to buy off all his political enemies. After all, he has no sound ideas. And I'm certain old crooked George has spent many an hour vegging out on the sofa watching Oprah and eating bonbons. That's probably where he got inspired by his communist fascist calling. And he obviously feels guilty about his success because if you make $1 billion in one day, like he's done at least a few times, then what can he possibly have in common with the average down-and-out Joe? Well, next to nothing because he simply can't relate to getting up early every day to work and sweat and get dirty to provide for his family. Now, maybe he was like that many decades ago, but those days are long gone. So the guilt must be overwhelming for him because he knows that no one, and I mean no one, can earn that much money in one day. He won it. Clicking the mouse a few times and making a billion dollars, he knows he doesn't deserve that kind of windfall. So he turns to Marxism for a quick fix of his ailing conscience. It's not about helping others. It's about helping to ease his own guilt and depression. That's my best guess anyway. If it was about wanting to help others, then he would slow down and take the time and effort to explore all the ramifications of shoving global Marxism down the throats and up the backsides of the world's innocent, hard-working middle class. He clearly has not done that. And why not? George Soros doesn't care about you. He cares about himself. 
not just Soros, but all these other woke billionaire scum who think fairness is robbing Peter to pay Paul. Rob the hardworking middle class and give it to the undeserving who don't have the character traits to make it in this world. If the Democrats were sincere about wanting to help poor people, they'd be pushing character development like crazy. They'd never stop talking about it, but they never do mention it. Instead, they waste time bloviating over hate speech because Democrat officials are gangsters. They're only in it for themselves, and we all know it. Most Republican officials are too. Hate to say it, but it's true. Tyrants always try to control speech to eliminate their competition. They let their useful idiot supporters wax philosophical on all the multitude of reasons why hate speech is so terribly low and racist and how we are of a much higher and nobler calling because only white Christian conservatives can be bigoted, the rest of us are victims of their evil free enterprise system that we shall someday overcome. If you think a thought, you should also speak it, and especially if you feel strongly about your thought. But if you are too afraid to speak it, you'll eventually drive yourself crazy. The way to combat that is to simply engage in using what they call hate speech. If the truth sounds hateful to you, find the cojones to say it anyway. If you feel terribly uncomfortable saying it, start out by putting your opinions on bumper stickers or t-shirts, even maybe sell them. Start a business. Make it profitable to be anti-PC. And you'll be amazed at the number of people who will give you unexpected and welcome feedback for having the guts to speak up in your own unique way. Here's an example of how the definition of hate speech can change on a whim. Barack Obama ran on being against homosexual marriage. Ha ha, very funny. In his second term, he was all for it. And then immediately, anyone still coming out against homosexual marriage was now suddenly a bigoted homophobe. Huh. This is the strategy of the third world, where you only have two sides. The money-privileged class who arbitrarily decide what's good and bad versus the masses who own nothing and therefore can decide nothing on their own, according to the elites. And so the elites call all the shots, and the masses better grab the ankles or else. Here's another very, um, what's the word? I guess nefarious is a good way of explaining this too. In China, during Mao Zedong's reign of terror, you could join a list of those being critical of Mao Zedong. And those names and lists were were perfectly acceptable. They were collected. And, uh, you know, just to be heard. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then one year later or so, most of them were arrested and many executed as enemies of the state. The Chaicoms changed it all on a whim. Free speech was instantly turned into hate speech. Does God approve of hate? What does the Bible say about hate? There are seven things in particular that God actually hates. Haughty eyes or pride, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who sows discord in a family. 
Sounds like the Democrat Party platformed me. If God hates it, shouldn't we speak it as well? What is that? Isn't that hate speech? Absolutely it is. That's why hate speech can be good. To save America and the world, we need to do a complete 180. Run as fast as we possibly can in the opposite direction of the woke idiotology. When the direction of the world starts to turn, we, who only appear to be last now, will suddenly be first, and we will be the new heroes of the 21st century. There is massive market capitalization to be achieved in helping the world's innocents overcome their Soros abuse. When victim-mongering woke is finally defeated, AI or artificial intelligence may prove to be nothing compared to the profits to be made in genuinely trying to help the down-and-out turn around their lives. But beware. A multitude of false prophets would be lurking in the shadows. The Holy Bible must be at the forefront of any prophet's messaging. Until that happy day, we have to put up with being preached about how the following words, no can do, long time no see, grandfather, and so on, are hate speech. George Soros's billions bought all of this stupidity. He bought all of it, donating tens of billions of dollars over the years. And no one will openly debate this. They hide like cockroaches. They can write a dopey thesis or a blog, but they can't and won't discuss their insane censorship reasonably or openly. Again, this is the only way to defeat the woke, direct frontal attack, which they hate because they 100% guaranteed won't win. It's impossible, which is why they won't debate us in any honest format. They fear accountability and personal responsibility. If you think there is another way other than being honest and offensive, then you are a brainwashed, woke-washed fool. There is no other way because the woke greatly fear honesty. They have a demonic hatred of it. All truth is God's truth. So, of course, these God-haters despise all of God's truth. It's like holding up a crucifix to a vampire. I am the Van Helsing of the anti-PC movement. You, too, must be the slayer of the woke Dracula in your own life. And there's a lot of them out there to slay. So it's time to load up on wolfsbane, garlic, silver bullets, crucifixes, and wooden stakes. We Americans especially need to wake up and get really busy. And by the time we're finished, there's going to be woke vampire blood splashing up all over the walls. Figuratively speaking, of course. Why is it important to slay the woke? The same sense of arbitrariness animated the COVID-19 scam. Same thing. The COVID dirty cops say we should be immobilized with fear of fake COVID. Because they say so. That means the ultimate serfdom is for us. In conclusion, China and the Davos demon billionaires are the ones behind this entire woke gimmick. There is nothing new about the myth of hate speech. This trick is historically very old. They just didn't call it woke or PC back in the day. But it's the same game as the old king silencing his critic peasants, having them secretly assassinated and dumping their bodies out in the woods. This may not work as well in the 21st century, so instead, they use woke. Again, it's exactly the very same corruption. Make no mistake, if the new mafia could get away with silencing their critics by assassinating us... 
even on a massive scale, they would do it. But they can't quite get away with that. Not just yet. As of today, woke is easy to defeat compared to the real brutal matter-of-course aftermath of woke, which is the mass incarceration and even torture and murder of people like you and me. But this will be a historical and even mathematical certainty unless we man up and stop woke cold in its slimy slug tracks. The only way to do that is to wake up all of this sleepwalking land of the living dead liberal and moderate and rhino Americans before it's too late. As of today, it's still not too late. Playing the PC woke game won't work. It's never enough. They will still call you an evil racist, so why not just be 100% honest? Honesty is always the best disinfectant. It will destroy the woke mafia. You cannot bend forward far enough for them. They'll demand that you bend forward even more. You'll have to become a human pretzel, a kind of Gordian knot. And they'll still hate you. In fact, they'll hate you even more because now you're a proven coward who knows no bounds of groveling before your masters. Just like Alexander the Great, there is only one quick, surefire way to untie that Gordian knot. It is time to sharpen the guillotine. Make sure that you share No PC Allowed with the friends and neighbors and family members, everyone you know. This is a very unusual podcast and the world needs to hear it, especially the United States of America. You can share on Twitter or X at No PC Allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D again, on Twitter or X at No PC Allowed, spelled A-L-O-U-D. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.